Hello, hello, hello. This is Karen Carter-Clues, and welcome to Mike Cobb's Offshore Investment Report. You recall that last week we were going to do numbers five and six out of this book, this great, great book about investing offshore. We were going to do numbers five and six of the 15 critical key questions you must ask about investing offshore. And I don't want to say we got sidetracked because we had a great discussion where Mike talked about following the brand. Incredible discussion. Super. But today we're going to get back to numbers five and six. Mike, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, Carter. I'm good. I, I You know what I'd like to talk about today? No. <laughs> Just I want to get rid of five and six there. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, okay. We'll, we'll talk about five and six today. Although I just got back from Freedom Fest. So I just want to chat about that for a second. So I just got back from Freedom Fest, which is Mark Skousen's event. And it was incredible. Uh, over 2,200 uh, attendees plus another, I don't know, two, 300 exhibitors and speakers. And I mean, they had ever, I mean, they had everybody there who's really on the libertarian uh, side of things. Ben Stein came in, which was nice. I hadn't seen Ben in a long time. I uh, Jim Rogers was there. It was funny. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking down the hallway talking to Jim Rogers uh, one evening after, I don't know what it was after, a reception or something. And coming the other way is Rand Paul and his wife and, uh, and, and you know, th two bodyguards and two federals with their badges hanging around their necks and stuff. Anyway, so, uh, so whatever, I guess, you know, Rand knew Jim and they knew each other, I guess, mostly through his dad, you know, Rand yeah. Paul. So we're standing in the middle of the hallway and, and you know, whatever, Steve and Rand are mostly talking and his wife's there. And I was with this uh, woman who was running the production for Fox Nation. I'll talk about that in a second, too. Good. Anyway, so we're just, the, you know, the what would that be? Three, four, five of us are just standing in the middle of the hallway with sort of Rand's bodyguard, you know, Secret Service all around us. And and I don't know, we talked for uh, 10 minutes. And at the end of 10 minutes, there must have been 20 people standing around us watching us have this conversation, right. which was which was just really cool. You know, and, and the one thing I asked Rand was like, how do you maintain your optimism in the face of just, you know, bang after bang after bang, you go knock down, knock down, knock down, you know, and his answer I thought was really good. He said, you know, in any, any given moment in the short term, you know, things definitely, you know, can look bleak. He said, but, but I believe in the process. I believe in people. And I think over the long term, you know, freedom will win. And uh, and I thought that was a great answer because he's right. Any any day of the week, I mean, everyone you know on the freedom side's getting beat up. But uh, but yeah, long term, I I do believe in in people and the desire of people to be free. Uh, so it was just really cool to, to to you know be able to just stand there and have this totally impromptu conversation. You know, whatever 10, 15 minutes. I mean, it was it was a long conversation. Um, uh, that was totally unplanned and unexpected. And, you know, Jim Rogers is quite a character. I don't know if you know Jim, but he's he's the guy. He's that, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, rode his motorcycle price. around the world and wrote about, you know, global investing. And, and right. uh, yeah, and, 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 and very accessible. I mean, I just met him. I'd seen him a few times over the years, said hi to him. But we were at this VIP cocktail together. And whatever, he's just standing there and nobody was talking to him. I'm like, holy smokes, nobody's talking to Jim Rogers. I guess people are intimidated or something. I don't know. Well, of, so course, I yeah, just, of course. Yeah. So I just went up to him and just started talking to him and whatever. It was towards the end of the evening and and whatever. He was tired. He was like, he lives in Singapore. So he was all jet lagged and stuff. So he's like, all right, I got to go. I said, well, I'll walk out with you. And this woman, Kathy, uh, was there and she walked out with us and we were going to go meet her husband um, for, uh, for dinner right after that. And so, 
Anyway, it was just, I mean, it was just great. I mean, you just bump into these kind of people. John Fund. I don't know if you know John Fund from the National Review. I do National know. I've Review. known John for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, right. Wall Street John, Journal. Yeah, exactly. Now he's with yeah. National Review. I guess he probably carries a couple other, you know, yeah. I mean, he's there and I've seen him at a few events. And and again, I mean, just like people don't, I don't know why people don't approach these people, but I do. And so, I mean, the last three or four events, I've hung out with John some and we traded reading lists and, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's an incredible event. And, and you just see these world-class thinkers and, and, and thought leaders, yes. right? Thought yes. leaders, thought, uh, who leaders. Are, thought leaders who are doing stuff. And it's just tremendous to be there and hang out with them. And, and I mentioned Fox nation. So Fox nation streamed live the presentation. So that, that presentation you just saw, uh, you said send it over to you. That one was carried. The full ten-minute main stage presentation was carried by Fox right. Nation live, and then there were a couple interviews. It was kind of funny because in between the main stage sessions, they have like you know blocks of time, and so they interviewed different speakers during these blocks of time. So they would cut from the main stage, come over to an interview, then go back to the main stage. So actually, I got two separate interviews uh, with um, Heather Wagonhall, and I don't know if you know Heather or not. She uh, interviewed me twice and um, on. So I'm, I'm going to try to get a hold of all that stuff, Carter. We'll get it over to you when I get it. So that's great. And folks, let me say the conference, I'm sure was great because the topic was important, vitally. Yeah. And the people you described are some of the some of our nation's great leaders. But your speech was great. Your speech was great. You, and Carter. folks, I promise you, every offshore club member, I'm going to have that out to you, that 10 minute speech, because what Mike said is vitally important. As a matter of fact, why don't we do this? I know we got five and six sitting in front of me. Honest to God, folks, uh -huh. I really do have. Uh -huh. But talk to us. That speech was so good. Talk to us some about that speech, because I think it was vital what you had to say to people. Uh, and I'm sure it resonated with that audience and with the people you were talking about, who I can guarantee you, if they didn't know you before, after that speech said to themselves, this is this this is a guy who is vitally important to the cause of freedom worldwide in this country, in the U S look, it's going to take a decade to come back from what's been done. I'm just telling you, I know I was 40 years in politics. I know those people. Let me, let me parenthetically say where we are in the U S before you get to your speech. Let me give a quick speech folks, Google head crusher, Google head crusher. I don't even know that. I know. Yeah. The head crusher to me was the most, devastating medieval torture device that they had and they had a lot of them and they had a lot of them it was a metal helmet like that fitted over went up under the chin with a crank on top and they would turn the more they turned the crank as soon as they started turning it it would start to crush the brain sending pain throughout the entire body by the time it was done your eyes had popped out your jaw was broken your brains flowed out your we are at the head crusher point in america today the politicians are turning that crank. And I'm telling you, I know these people. 50 years I worked with politicians in Washington, very high level. That crank only goes in one direction. Okay. So what you said at this conference about seeking freedom was vitally important. So we will do five and six next week. Honest to God, folks. I I've got uh -huh. it. It's not going anywhere. Put it right there. But let's talk, uh -huh. if you don't mind. Let's talk about what you told them at that conference. And folks, I'll send it to you, but this is important. Let's get it yeah, straight well, from the horse's mouth. Yeah. I, I wondered where you were going with the head crusher. I'd never heard of that before. But oh anyway, my God. yeah, yeah, horrible yeah. stuff. 
yeah, they they yeah. they definitely devised horrible ways to torture people throughout history, right? But yeah. anyway, um, you know, you know the, the 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 by the way, I only have that like two three minute clip of the ten minute presentation. I'm trying to get my hands on the whole ten minute presentation. Oh, okay, uh, I don't know that for copyright reasons because it was live streamed. I'm not sure it's available, but anyway, we're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna try to get them and good. But, but good. the two three minute piece, I will get over to you. Great. Um, you know, it, it was you know the the. The, the the topic was for the theme for this year's event was turning the tide. Right. And and my point was, you know, you have to turn your own tide and, and you can't wait for other people to give you freedom. Freedom is yours for the taking. And, and you 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 have to. And my my premise and I'll tell you the, the exercise I do, which I think is is it's a lot of fun. And I, people I think people really like it. You know, but but this idea, if you don't have a residency outside your home country, you are a prisoner of your home country. Excellent. I know we don't like to think of it that way, but Excellent. literally like you're in jail, like you are a prisoner of your own country. And the only key to get out of that jail is to have a second residency outside your home country. The fallacy that most people think is, oh, if things go off the rails, there's a train wreck, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to leave. Well, of course, we, most of us can get on an airplane if we have a passport. You know, 20% of Americans or 25 or something like that. Quarter, About a quarter of Americans have a passport now, right? Yeah, you can get on an airplane and you can leave. The problem is you can't stay because once you needed your tourism visa, right? Yeah. I mean, no, but right, you, you show up to, you show up to, you know, Portugal, Aruba, Panama, wherever, you know, and they say, hey, Mike, welcome to Panama. Welcome to Portugal. Great. And they stamp your passport but they stamp it with a tourist visa. And at the end of 30, 60, 90 days, whatever their period is, you got to leave or you become an illegal immigrant in a foreign country. Now, yes. I, I, we, we, we generally treat our immigrants pretty well, but, but I'm pretty sure that most countries don't really treat their illegal immigrants as well as the U.S. treats them. So I personally would never, ever want to be an illegal immigrant in a yeah. foreign country. So this notion that like, oh yeah, if things go off the rails, I'm just going to leave. Absolutely correct. 100% correct. But you cannot stay unless you have a residency outside your home country. And so what I talk about is what I call freedom insurance or the key to the jail cell. Right. And, and I know people don't like to think it, think of it that it's way. Great. But I just great. look at it as a plan B. Like, look, I hope things I hope the head crusher does go the other way. I hope, you know, you know, it opens up back <laughs> up again. I don't know. But <laughs> but the point is, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Right. Right. But but a plan B is always smart. Right. Be prepared. The Boy Scout motto, be prepared. Right. And and so, you know, having a plan B is just simply giving yourself an option. It's giving you a key to the jail cell. If the jail cell ever becomes intendable for any reason, like I don't like living in this, you know, and I, I don't I look, I don't look at America as a jail per se. Right. I love this country. I love living here. I'm, I'm in the U.S. Right. And so I don't really view it as a jail cell or if it is, it's it's a very, very nice one, in fact, actually. Um, but but it could get worse. Things could get worse. Things could go off the rails in some horrible fashion. And and wouldn't it be nice to be able to unlock that door and go somewhere else and stay there because you're a legal resident of another country? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to go stay there for as long as you would like up until the rest of your life? Right. So that that's kind of what I talk about. But the exercise I do um, the exercise I do is I have everybody in the room stand up, right? And 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 I just uh, it, it was a little early. I was the first guy on, 
And so like, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, people are a little reluctant to stand up, right? Usually, usually everybody looks forward to a little stand up stretch break, right? Yeah. Sitting yeah. On their butt. But this time people had literally just come in. But anyway, I got everybody to stand up. I said, all right. I said, how many of you are, you know, 25% sure we're headed for a train wreck? I have a slide presentation. I show, you know, erosion. I show the debt train wreck of debt, right? I mean, the dollar going like this, gold going like this, whatever. I mean, you know, certain asset classes going up over the last hundred years, the dollar falling in value by 97%, $30 trillion in debt. Is there a train wreck of debt? That's one. And then I talk about a train wreck of freedom, right? And I have this slide. It shows somebody being frisked and it says, uh, it says school, airport and prison. It's the same picture, right? And it's like, can you tell the difference between school, airport and prison anymore? Not really. Everybody has to walk through a metal detector and get frisked, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, so so I kind of talk about freedom, the train wreck of freedom, and and then I so then I have everybody stand up and I say, how many of you are twenty five percent sure there's a train wreck coming? Stay standing, right? Usually everyone does, and I say, all right, if you're fifty percent sure there's a train wreck coming, stay standing. Yeah, a few people sit down. Seventy five percent sure you are seventy five percent sure there's a train wreck coming. Stay standing. And a few more people will sit down. But in the end, probably two thirds, three quarters of the, of the room is still standing. And then I say, okay, everybody with a second residency outside your home country, stay standing. And like 90 plus percent of the people sit down, right? And and it's just incredible because Excellent. it's so powerful. And then I give, I say, everyone, give these folks a round of applause. Like, like they actually have a plan B, they've given themselves true freedom. Because you don't have true freedom unless this asset right here, this asset ourself is, yes. is, is, you know, is protected. The highest form of asset protection is to protect this asset, our body, our freedom, our physical being, right? And so it, it's very visual that all of a sudden there's, you know, whatever, you know, 20, 30, 40 people standing up, but everyone else sat down, right? And so then I kind of walk into what you saw, which is, okay, now here's, I mean, the, the, the clip basically takes over right after that exercise when I'm talking about, well, you need to have a second residency. You need to have a way to stay outside your home country. Yeah. Anyway, so that that was it. It was uh, yeah, very well received. And uh, we had a ton of people request our, our, our investor. No, no, sorry. The uh, uh, residency, top residency guide guide around the world or something. I don't know what it's called, but it's basically a bunch of different residencies around the world. It's a guidebook. Uh, much like the consumer resource guide we put together for resource uh, for folks looking to yeah like that one like this right. and this has this has si- six different countries are reviewed in this book folks this yeah. is not a pamphlet this is a free book 110 pages and the country reviews mike are excellent they did a tremendous job on them thank you and and yeah. we actually produce one very similar i don't know if it's 100 pages but it's thick like that of residencies and citizenships uh, around the world, sort of which countries are doing it, what are the requirements and, and those kinds of things. Yeah, so we had tons of people uh, download that. We had tons of people stop by our table and talk with us. And and so, yeah, I, I, you know, Carter, this, 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 this concept resonates very powerfully with people because again, most people fall into this fallacy of, of just soft thinking. Well, if it gets bad, I'm going to leave. And, 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 and right. I mean, that that's sort of the plan B that they have in their head. But 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 nobody really ever thinks it all the way through. And, and sort of what we see in the consumer resource guide. We don't know what we don't know. 
right? We, we don't really think about, well, if I'm, if I escape to Panama, for example, like, I just think I can live there. I don't know the right question to ask, but the right question to ask is how long can I live there? How long? On what visa? Right. And so again, it, it's just sort of taking that thought process to the next step. And people are very, very grateful that, that I think, I mean, I, I think by the, by the response anyway, that somebody is pointing out this, 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 this fallacy, this, this, this chink in the armor, right? I mean, like it's a serious one because without a residency, you're just, you're just screwed. You don't have a plan B. No, you don't. And you know, what you're saying reminds me, I think you and I are both boxing fans. And I think it was when Joe Lewis was fighting Furpa. I'm not sure of that, but it was, the opponent was one of these guys who dances, right? Stays away from you. And, and they told Joe Lewis, well, you know, he's going to run from you. And Lewis said, what you have just said, well, he can run, but he can't hide. Okay. <laughs> well, that's where people are today. Folks, you can run. I can go to Honduras, but let me tell you something. I know this. I got 90 days. Yeah. And in Honduras, they may send their people up here as illegal aliens but they don't welcome you as an illegal alien. At 90 days, you have to get out. And here's yep. what happens, Mike. If you don't get out, you get a fine. Mm. If you don't yep. have the money to pay the fine, they double the fine, then triple. If you still don't pay, you go to a Honduran jail, which is not a place in which you want to take up residence, yeah, especially yeah, if you sure. are a gringo. Yeah, pretty so, sure, yeah. But yeah. if I have a residency, yep, then then I can hide. Exactly. You can go there and you can stay. I can yeah, stay. You can, yeah. yeah. Right. And, yep. and you know, I'm, I'm, you, you mentioned the freedom, the various elements of it. The first, how about you and I are both fans of Jim Records? Okay. Yeah. Records is pretty incredible, folks. Anybody that yeah. following, brace yourself. He's he, you know he tells the truth. But I just saw a report on him on on Biden signing. Uh, executive order, Biden signed a million of them, 14067. Section four, he said, gives the government power to go into and take your bank account. Hmm. Okay. You remember Yellen tried that. Remember that about a year ago? I gave a speech on it at at the President's Week conference. And I said, folks, she's acting like they're backing off now, but they're not. They're going to come and this is it. It's been done now. So, folks, yeah. even I'm going to say it, Mike, I would if I were the folks make your plan B move, but get some of your money off first. Uh, you know, this order's in place now. Yeah. Used to be you had to have a law for that kind of thing. <laughs> no, but, no, no more laws. Executive orders. Definitely. Uh, yeah. They, they, they solve that. They solve that <laughs> sticky problem for politicians of trying to get stuff through Congress. I mean, like, it's, why, why do you want to do that? I mean, just just make an executive well, order. Yeah. Why well, go through all that? And folks, right. let me just say that's intentional. That's the way that Congress, unlike most of them are not like Senator Rand Paul, who is a tough, brave man. Most of them love the idea that mm-hmm. they don't have to vote on anything. That way they can't be held accountable election time. It's so Carter. So true. Right. So true. Right. It absolves them of any kind of real accountability for uh, the, those types of things. You know, and and it's interesting, um, you know, we saw that that whole thing with the, the truckers in Canada and how they, you know, shut that froze all the bank accounts and stuff like that. 
So, I mean, th these are very, very serious infringements upon freedom, you know, and, and, and I think the point that they always try to make, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, but the question is, is whatever you're doing today might not be wrong, but, but if the next guy in power decides that what they're, you know, I mean, they've given themselves the rules to abuse later. Right. I don't think and I don't think Biden's going to freeze anyone's accounts or take anyone's accounts. But four presidents from now, whoever that is, what if they're radically, radically, radically radical? You know, well, you know, they have a law in place. So so I, I think this is this is the danger. Right. At the time, it doesn't seem like anything. And, oh, you know, whatever. If you're law buying citizen, you don't have anything to worry about. But but laws change. I mean, there's that book called, you know, three felonies a day or something. I can't remember what it's called, but but it just talks about how everybody pretty much commits, you know, felonies all the time because there are so many laws on the books. And and many of them, those old blue laws, the old sex laws, you know, I mean, all those kinds of things, they're, they're still on the books. They don't get rid of those. No. And so all of a sudden, everybody, everybody in this country is a criminal like every day, according to this book. I haven't read the book. I've just heard about it. Probably should read it someday. It sounds interesting. Um, but but the idea is, is there are just so many laws. And so you put one of these on the on the books, you throw it on the bookshelf behind you here. And, you know, someday maybe you dust it off and take dust it out. It off, right. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, and, and so, again, I think we have to give ourselves the plan B. And, and Carter, you're right about um, you're right about uh, uh, having, uh, 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 you know, uh, an offshore bank account. Um, the one thing I would suggest and I do suggest it is. You know, put your look, if it's a dollar account, it's still in dollars. It's still everything goes through the Treasury. Everything goes through the Fed uh, if it's a dollar account. So if you have if you have an account overseas, actually hold your hold your money in several different currencies. Right? Or hold your money in euros and Swiss francs and pounds or yen or or pick one. I don't I mean, it doesn't matter. I would say pick several. Right. Diversify. Um but 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 the reason to diversify is not forex. Oh, you know, no. The reason to diversify is so you have something outside, you know, the U.S. Treasury and the U.S. Fed uh, that that's you know that that's your money. Although I've got to say, as a U.S. citizen, even that's a little bit tenuous because now uh, you know the, all, all the banks that have U.S. citizens have to file with the Treasury Department. Uh, uh, and it's part of the FACA provision. So I'm not even sure that helps anymore, Carter. They, you know, it, 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 it's an insidious, insidious web that these spiders have woven around us. And, 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 and I think maybe the best we can do is put our, put our absolute best plan B into place. And, uh, you know, again, if things go off the rails, you know, hopefully there are other fish to fry, bigger fish to fry that get paid attention to, and you can kind of slip away unnoticed maybe. I don't know. Yeah. No, but I, I think you're right. And if you get the money off, we had, we interviewed on uh, Coffee with Carib Carter every Monday at noon, folks. We interviewed, <laughs> we interviewed uh, Luigi, the oh, president yeah. of yeah. the Key International Bank. Yep. And he gave the exact same device. Get the money in there. Uh, it's it's a tremendous bank. It's incredibly secure. You're one of the founders. I think our, our friend Joel Nagels, the chairman. And correct. folks, get some of your money in there in the diverse currencies. And you are protected to the extent that that's going to be the last place the government comes. Don't yeah. forget under right. Dodd-Frank, Dodd-Frank, um, and I remember when it was passed, I was still in Washington. Section 2 says that at a time of financial crisis, the bank can declare your savings as a stakeholder share. Hmm. <laughs> But yet they don't send me dividends. I I don't I don't quite understand that. But anyway, so this so so your advice that you gave at the at the Freedom Fest 
and to us just now of get the plan B into place. It's just vital in every right. in every respect at this point. Yep, it really is. You know, and yeah, and and Carter, we only have about three minutes before I have to jump because I'm actually giving a presentation in in about fifteen minutes to a group of uh, of realtors in New York City, Long Island, uh, uh, about how crypto is interfacing with real estate. It's the real estate crypto interface. I'm not really a crypto specialist. I know you've interviewed some folks on here who ha who are on your Monday, you know. Uh, <laughs> Monday at noon. Coffee at noon. Coffee. Noon Monday. Yeah, uh, right. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, yes. you're welcome. Um, uh, but anyway, but, but what I talk about is the crypto real estate interface and what that really means uh, in, in, in the world of, of realtors. And so I've been doing a lot of presentation for a lot of real estate groups and associations uh, on that topic. And, and so uh, that, that's what I've got to do. But the reason it popped into my head is crypto is a way to have, have assets outside of what I would call the traditional monetary system. Uh, again, it's not an investment. I mean, Bitcoin was at 60 grand or something. Now it's at 20 grand. I'm close, whatever. I mean, it's up, it's down. But and again, I'm not a big advocate of, of investing in, in assets like gold. I don't think gold's an investment person. I think gold's a store of wealth. And yes. I think and I think crypto, you know, Bitcoin being probably the oldest, it is the oldest and maybe the most stable of all of them. It has utility uh, might be a place for folks to look as well as part of their plan B. But um, anyway, yeah, Carter, it's uh, it's a serious topic. Love to have folks reach out. Really easy. Offshore club at ecidevelopment.com. And if you guys, if you're watching this, put in the subject line uh, a residency guide or, you know, offshore residencies or I don't care, something like that. There and we go. We'll, uh, well, that's the consumer resource guide, Carter. That one's different. Um, but yeah, that one's good too. But for specifically for a plan B or you could just write plan B in the subject line. All right. Uh, we'll send that visa and residencies around the Excellent. world. Uh, Great. Yeah. Hey, and Carter, I have my coffee this morning. So are we going to do this thing? <laughs> <All right>. Let's <laughs> yeah, do this thing. <laughs> Thank you, Mike.